Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Two Teas in a Pod with Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of The Twat with me and Tamara. Before we even get into it, Tamara, I need to go straight into... It takes a lot to actually wow me, if I'm being honest. Okay. And people.com dropped watch Tamara Judge <laughs> brass expletive filled return to real housewives of Orange County. What does brash mean? Brash is like it doesn't sound like a a rumble tumble. It's not necessarily positive word. It's not a the most complimentary of words. Yeah, I noticed that. But the careful what you wish for while you're driving in the motorcycle. Be careful what you wish for. Like, I had chills. And then it also took me down memory lane of things that aren't actually in my memory because I never saw them originally. And I was like, holy shit, do I need to be scared of Tamara? Yes, you need to be scared of me. So I I will tell you that the intro of me doing that was had to be shot in two different scenes because um, I didn't have my motorcycle license yet. So I was studying for my motorcycle license and I didn't have it. And so they had this idea of doing this. And so we had to do it ass backwards, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, because you so had, I had to. I did my helmet flip on one day and then I was going to ride just through my neighborhood. And they're like, mm, legally, you can't do that, you know, with production because you don't have your license. So I had to hurry up, expedite my license. And I had to do that another day. So the hair flips on one day and then the riding uh, cycle well, is on a- another day. Well, you nailed it both, both days. Five um, hours of filming on the motorcycle up in the canyon. For, I would have been so sore. For two minutes of film. <laughs> but you know what? It was worth it. And oh, I just looked up the definition of brash. Brash. It's self-assertive in a rude, noisy, or overbearing <laughs> way. You know what? That could probably describe both of us. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, I've been called worse. It did make me really excited for this season. 
And then I have a question for you, just as we move forward with our relationship. I, you, wait, wait, wait. I did not like one thing about the opening. What? With Gina saying Tamara talks shit about her friends. I didn't like that because that's absolutely not true. I will talk shit to your face. I'll tell you exactly how I feel. Yeah, I don't talk shit behind my friend's back. I will tell you. You may be a shit talker, but to somebody's face. Yeah, I'm a shit talker to your face. Yeah, which I think is, I would much rather than hear you gossiping about me behind your back, which I'm sorry, Gina, I feel like I've heard you do a fair amount. Well, that's Um, the whole thing about the show, so... Yeah. 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 I mean, it is what it is. But my next question is, if you were to lose it on me, because I mean, you I mean, when you start a fight like you're you're in it to win it, would I have any warning that it was coming or does it just like you hit wits end and it just. Well, I I don't go off the handle for no reason. So, of course, you're going to know. Just don't piss me off. Well, you know what? I'm just scared at one time it may happen. And I just has it happened it. in the two years we've been doing this podcast? No. Then chances but, are it's not gonna happen. All right. Okay. I'm gonna take your word for it. And don't you worry if it does, I am gonna bring you back to this moment. Okay. But Tamara, it is so good. It's the best one I've seen. And that's not even it was a pretty epic return for sure. For I mean, sure. A hell of a lot better than walking and seeing a view and opening the door and drinking a glass of champagne. Just saying. Anywho. Well, we um, have to take whoever, whatever your personality is and make the best of it when you come, come in. Right. The shade, I, the shade there. I see it. Oh, I'm not trying to shade. I'm just saying like, I've been riding motorcycles, dirt bikes for years. And now I have my motorcycle license to ride on the street which we do like a couple times yeah. a month. We'll go out right now. It's been raining for days over here in Orange County. It needs to stop. I know it's cold. It was cold yesterday. So like, over it. So over um, it. But guys, we are going to do host chat in our next podcast where we're covering um, Real Housewives of New Jersey because we have some additional housewife headlines to get through before we even talk about Atlanta. Okay. Okay. That being said. The first one is Lisa Hochstein verbally assaulted, shoved Lenny in a hostile tirade at $10 million home. There's an article here. Wait, wait, says, wait, wait. Who's got a, is there, isn't there a house like $50 million? Who's well, that's $10 what I was saying. I, I thought it was $50 million. I'm confused million. here. Who's I'm $10 confused. Million Maybe it's not a $50 million home. Maybe it is just a $10 million home. Just a 10. I mean, granted, just 10. I mean, come on. Get it together, <laughs> losers. Losers. <laughs> um, so new court documents filed by Lenny and obtained by page six exclusively claim Lisa became enraged on May 10th when Lenny walked into their former shared bedroom to grab his mail where she li- usually leaves it for him. One, don't leave the mail in the bedroom. That's a weird yeah. spot to leave it. That's a really weird spot. You have to I leave mail Edwin's mail upstairs. in his office and we live together. Yeah. Like, I just lay it on his desk. Like, I, like, could you imagine if I laid it like bedside? What is he going to do? Get in bed and re- open the mail? Yeah, that's Upon entering the master bedroom, Lisa suddenly ran out of her combined bathroom and closet and surprised Lenny by engaging in a verbal tirade, demanding to know why Lenny had entered the master bedroom, the documents state. Lisa started pushing him physically, which caused him to retreat. 
and Lisa continued to pursue and follow Lenny while yelling at him. Police arrived and determined there was insufficient probable cause to arrest either the reality star or the boo god for domestic violence, according to the documents. Let me just give you a little PSA. If you don't, it, clearly, I mean, she just posted another picture with her boyfriend. She That's a new boyfriend, something. huh? No, that one we, has been around for a little while. We, it's the same one, like, I feel like it was New Year's or something. That was we it, this, it wasn't the same one at the reunion, was it? Yeah, I think it's the same guy. Really? Yeah, she brought him to the reunion. Same guy. He looked more handsome in this picture, but it could have been the face app. But (laughs) who knows? (laughs) Um, Lisa using face app? No, no, not our Lisa. No, I mean we love Lisa, but I think truthfully, you just can't live together. It never works unless the way it works is the kids stay in the house. And the parents come and go. And the other person lives in a different location when they're not taking care of the children. I mean, it's becoming War of the Roses, which happened to be one of my favorite movies ever. I'm not shocked, but now I want to rewatch it because I did love, I remember watching Remember them swinging from the chandelier fighting? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, goodness. But all right. The next one. Lisa Vanderpump is denying she knew. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. First off, there's all these rumors that something is going to be shared in episode three of the Vanderpump Rules reunion. That nobody knows. That nobody knows. So there's been all kinds of things. Like somebody alleged that uh, Rachel Raquel is pregnant. Somebody said uh, the rumor that what actually happened was Lisa Vanderpump and production knew of the affair okay i'm gonna stop right there i would say there's a huge chance of production knowing huge gigantic chance because they were sloppy they were messy they were fooling around in mexico there was you're mic'd you say things you don't remember like i'm pretty sure somebody knew so okay this is what i was a little bit confused about in regards to this you know a rumor that something's going to be revealed on the episode three of the thing. I yeah. forgot that all three, uh, uh, Ariana, Raquel, and Tom were all interviewed separately. So I didn't even realize that the entire cast. So you think aware. something was said? Something was said in the one on one interview that the rest of the group does not know. Correct. Except Lala said that Alex Baskin told her at the NBC upfronts. I did get eaten alive when I said that I assumed that production or Vanderpump probably knew. They I mean, had to have. Had to have. I, I mean, the amount of vitriol when I said that, even in a joking way, and now she's on, on the the Twitters. She's on the. <laughs> she's on the Twitters. She's on the twat. Um. Because she was, she got a lot of heat at the reunion. And I get why she wanted to try to have Tom's back as well. They're in business together. She, you know, has kind of that mother type. I will be honest with you. I felt that they were like, so beyond mean to him. Like wouldn't let him talk and calling him names and heckling him and all. It's like, come on. But also, I do think that if we're going to fully hold tom's feet to the fire then ariana maybe shouldn't get upset when she has to talk about some of the struggles in their relationship 
because mm-hmm. they openly said they hid all their issues and they, and she admitted that to from but why friends. were they why were they hiding it because clearly they were you know they weren't being very real were they no so that's the problem so i get the defending him in that moment once you hear that they're you know and, and we've hung out with them before mm-hmm. we both talked to them on their own more than they were talking to each other do I think that that is an excuse to cheat on somebody with their best friend? Absolutely not. No, there's not. no excuse whatsoever. And and Ariana could say and call Tom whatever name she wants at the reunion. But I just felt like some of the others were just, I, I, I kind of felt sorry for Tom. I know that's not a popular opinion. Especially but I, when they've all cheated too. And I get it. It is on the best friend. But it's like, I, I also wonder, like, I don't know. But either way, Lisa Vanderpump says... um, you know, people are saying th- that she knew and she's saying, okay, no, I didn't know until a minute before you all did. I wish I would have though. Producers didn't know either. I know the revelation, but it ain't that. First off, I have never heard Lisa Vanderpump say ain't. So who's ever running her social media? <laughs> it ain't I, her. You, it ain't her, you, that's for sure. It's like if she said use. Like, use. I mean, use. But do you really think that she says ain't? No, I don't. Or is she trying to be funny ain't. with the ain't? I don't ain't think that ain't, ain't me. And ain't, would you like some Vanderpump Rosé? I ain't having any. <laughs> um, I don't have her voice right. But either way, then she said, Close then enough. somebody says, sorry, I don't believe this for one second. It's so clear she's on Team Scandival because she has investments in him. She knew. Um then the woman right then not the woman then vanderpump writes excuse me don't call me a liar i am as upset as everybody else then sabrina ruiz writes you did defend him a lot during the reunion can i ask why and she said no i didn't defend him how could i i just didn't want to pile on it scares me when everyone is against one but yes i was very disappointed i I found out last i agree i don't like a pile on and i also I just, I think the part where he started crying, I mean, obviously this guy did a horrible thing and he's paying for it right now, but as he's trying to talk and he's holding the tears back and then James Kennedy is like, you know, yelling at him, stop being a bitch. You're, you know, you're being weak. What are all the things he was saying to him? Like, like, you're not a victim. I get that. He's not a victim. No, but it doesn't mean that you don't have regret about the way you handled things. Some compassion. So just a um, but people just a saw bit. him on the airport talking to Raquel. So clearly Raquel has her phone back. Well, I felt like that was a very staged photo. You did? Of course I did. He's got his head turned. The phone's tilted this way. It's in earbud mode. So why is he looking at his phone if it's what? It's in earbud mode. Like just set the phone next to you. Why do you have it tilted looking up? this way it's but also like, why is he coming for glamour magazine because they commented on his white nail polish i'm so sick of that white nail polish can you please change it to black please like your heart <laughs> oh my gosh yesterday edwin was wearing um a sweatshirt that had a um a lightning bolt on it like from aviator oh, nation like and- this one yes and everyone and their mother could gm me like tell him he can't wear oh god I'll take it too far. Oh my, I was like, I didn't even think about it.
Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Instagram has completely lost her mind over Erica and her new man. She was spotted with rumored new man in Las Vegas ahead of the re- residency. So who is he? According to attorney Ronald Richards, who has Ugh. been very vocal about the ongoing fraud case. He's the one that doesn't shut the f- up, right? Yeah. Uh, lawsuit against Erica and her strange husband, Tom. It is, seems that Jim, it's Jim Wilkes, her alleged financial backer. Now, what does that mean? Financial backer? Is that is he they're saying-, saying that they're saying that he pays helps her pay her legal bills? 
Oh, okay. According to the report last September, Jim, who has been described as a longtime associate of Tom's, allegedly sent just under 500000 to Erica after her November 2020 divorce filing against Tom's. How did people actually know that she was sent 500000 Is that in like court records or something? It may be in court records. So Erica filed a summary judgment motion to get herself out of the case. And in response, the law firm noted that Erica was receiving hundreds of thousands of dollars for her legal fees from an attorney named James Lewis Wilkes II. Um, it is Wilkes Law Firm. So is she in a romantic relationship with this guy or is he her attorney? Okay. So you first know? and foremost, this is everywhere. Like the best of Bravo posted this. There's all this information about him. This is him topless. I'm like, oh, buddy, I might need to tell you hashtag manscape. Um, so uh, essentially, once this photo dropped, so many things, every Instagram Instagram blogger out there has been posting things like that he's been arrested, that they're, you know, they're together. He pays for her, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I was like, I just want to get to the bottom of this. Did you call her? So I sent Erica a text this morning and I just said, hey, clearly you're all over my newsfeed right now, which means you're on the rundown. We're going to be talking about you on Housewife Headlines. So give us the truth. I was like, so tell it to me like it is. And she wrote, LOL. It's absolutely ridiculous. She does a smiley face and she writes, Jim Wilkes is my lawyer and longtime family friend. Well, there you and, go. There you have it. And I believe her. You heard it here first, people. You heard it here first. She's not dating him. And clearly, if they were trying to date and keep it under wraps, they're not out in public. And also, it's not like she is out and inconspicuous. Like, she, you know, like she's in the red vinyl pants, pants like yeah. the ones from berlin like she's she's in an erica jane outfit it's clear they're not touching there's and is other she walking through las vegas is that where this picture was taken it looks like it but it could yeah. really be anywhere but i mean the fact that they're now dragging this guy through the mud saying that they're together and then the comments on instagram are just brutal where it's like people don't even know well people a lot of people are saying she has a type what older and rich i guess but yeah. i i think if she was dating him she would have been transparent with me when i just asked and she said oh my gosh no he's been a really good friend and you know what hmm. during all that shit that went down she needed a good friend and we don't know the circumstances of his past and whatever but like well one legal problem to another Garcelle dragged to federal lawsuit over Facebook posts. This actually makes me sick to even hear It annoys this. me. It annoys the shit out of me. So according to Radar Online, she's been hit with a federal lawsuit on social media posts. So basically, she posted a picture on her Facebook page that a paparazzi took, what, a year ago of her? In 2022, yep. she went to New York and, you know, sometimes what'll happen is when you're going to go do something, certain people will talk to different yeah, photographers we, to right, take when pictures. When we do press, they are out there. They're out there. Every or door the, we exit. Yeah. Or it could be a situation where she was like, oh, do you want to come take pictures? This is where I'll be. 
and not even in a bad way. But the part I don't like, and I get it, you should not be taking images. I, we, you know, we all know that if they're copywritten, you shouldn't be posting and not giving credit, blah, blah, blah. But him saying that he was expecting to make a lot of money from it and didn't because she posted it. I'm like, you a took year the later. photos in 2022 and she posted it in May of 2023. Ugh. If you were going to make money off it, it's those things are up the next day. Right. That means somebody actually bought the picture and posted it. Now, if nobody had bought the picture, they'd never been used in an entire year. Nobody's I mean, going to. Is there not- like a statue of limitation? Like when you take a picture of a, of a celebrity? Ha- well, she must have gotten it from somewhere. It had to have been well, posted yeah, somewhere, she probably right? Look- I mean, she probably looked it up. Um, who knows? You can easily like look up. I don't know if there was pictures of me from when I, the last time I was in New York posted like press wise, but I saw them like come through, like it was in my Instagram and stuff. But it's I'm- kind of a sad law that these people, these paparazzi people can take pictures of you, but yet, without your permission, without your permission. But yet when you go to repost them, you know, if you see it somewhere and you repost it, you're in trouble. You can get sued. I mean, the Kardashians get in trouble for this all the time. Yeah. So, um, you know, for future guys, just, you can easily like if Getty images takes your photo or any of those types of things, you can ask for the like so if i when i went what to Kyle's you give event, credit i asked like can i have this without the watermark and i'll tag your photographer and they easily said sure so it's just like go through the the channels well what if it through. has a watermark on it and you and you want to post that picture and you give them credit in your caption does that work or no no i mean i mean once co- the picture is already bought and somebody's already using it and you repost it I don't understand. There shouldn't be an issue with it. No, it would have been different if like, let's say that picture was in Us Weekly and she took a picture of the Us Weekly and posted it. Then this lawsuit wouldn't exist. But because wherever it is, maybe we don't know the circumstance. He could have sent her the pictures. She could have gotten them online. We don't know. But either way, it's like, does it say in the lawsuit how much money he wants? Because if he's coming for $2 million, I'm going to laugh at that. I mean, no. how much can he possibly get for the picture? A hundred dollars? I don't know. And how, I, th- that's what I don't know. I don't know how much money he could have even gotten because it's not like she was doing something scandalous. She was holding, I think it said she was holding a white purse out. Well, it just makes me sad for anybody to have to go through our legal system. Yeah. And then have to spend all that money on lawyers, like, yeah. which leads me to believe, did he ever even reach out to her on his own? Right. Uh, just, I feel like this could have been resolved, but maybe I feel like it's going to be a resolved. money grab. It's going to go in her way. I'm sure it's a year later. Um, okay. Now, oh, before we get into Atlanta, let's talk about our thoughts about the Twitter exchanges going on between Marlo, Moneta. I think is Kenya part of this too? No, I think it's just no. the two of them. Yeah, so it's just Marlo and Moneta. Um, I mean, it it's a, like don't they, let me do this when the show starts. Don't let me go on Twitter and start. I normally I don't ever do this anyways, but start bashing your castmates. Yeah, so I mean, he, it started with Moneta writes, "Here we go again. The canned peach at iHeart Marlo." 
talking out of both sides of her neck, always behind my back, never to my face. I don't respect that. You need to worry about getting that nasty hat cough you've had for the past two years checked out. Marlo responds, canned peach. You have a family, juicy history with a celebrity ex and a husband, and you still didn't get a peach. Make it make sense, sis. <laughs> oh my God. Then, um, Monietta writes, actually, Marlo, I agree with you. I am way more qualified to be a housewife than you. It doesn't make sense at all. Thanks for that. And Marlo responds, it doesn't. Maybe you're lacking in performance. Get your own identity and off your master's leashes, K and K. And maybe then you could roam the park free and dig up a peach. But keep it cute. You're still a fan like you were here at my peach party. Maybe I will throw you one next year, love. Kissy face. Oh, don't worry. There's still one more. Mm. Cute pick at iHeart Marlo. We came to support you. I can recognize and salute 10 years of back breaking hard work of being Nene Leakes do boy to finally get that charity canned peach difference as real as I'm a real housewife that's been connected and respected. No show, no cap. Marlo responds. Real housewife, are you in the opening credits, love? I'm confused. Do boy, I'm the one who told you my sis to hop out of her feeling and in her bag like I'm trying to do with you. Nene and I had a whole fall out on national TV. What the hell are you talking about? Good night, boo. I got cookouts tomorrow. I lied. There's one more. Mm, I can't I'm not take it anymore. I know. I'm not surprised to say that I went over your head at iHeart, Marlo. I'm talking real reality not reality tv credits can't wait to see how it plays out when you try to slam that door in my face shaking my head it didn't go over my head honey i'm talking about the housewife title that you seem to be obsessed with the title that you currently lack and so desperately seek on reality tv get a clue i don't like any of these exchanges it's a lot but Just this saying. is my issue i liked monietta on this episode and i'm trying to figure out what set her off so much from this episode who knows but marlo says 20 years ago her right to bear arms was taken away from her when she was charged with assault since the break-in she doesn't feel safe without having guns in her home she says she needs to get her record unpunged that was called expunged. expunged expunged she says she needs to get her record expunged and Courtney, a new friend, is helping her, unlike Candy, who says she's worldwide. What are your what are you? the friend of slash fixer is giving me Olivia? Nope. I cannot. I mean I, I don't know. I can't with this Courtney. No, what's Courtney's background? What does she do? Is she an attorney? I don't know. I mean, I was like, are you actually a fixer? Because so far you haven't been acting like one i would have I'm rather just... heard marlo say she went to record la archived <laughs> right uh, oh my gosh well i mean i like marlo but just because candy didn't help marlo with this doesn't mean she isn't a friend well it starts with marlo's nephew quentin was the chef for old lady gang and was shot by his roommate who also happened to work there marlo told candy to which she responded he don't work there anymore. Sorry to hear. 
Marlo feels Candy never acknowledged her nephew's passing and wants to find out why Candy keeps having shootings at her restaurant. This is the part that's a little bit tricky. I get that she doesn't like Candy's response. I it's not the it's not the sweet and fuzziest response one would get. I would have been more on Marlo's side if she would have just said, you know, a friend when they hear about, you know, a family member's passing doesn't just automatically fight back about their business. They, you know, they they comfort. But like if we're going to come in strong on this topic and we're going to be that upset at Candy and we're going to be that upset at the way that Drew brought it up and all of these things, you should have said it to Candy. But I mean, how often does everybody talk about not going after someone's business? This is what Marlo is doing by saying they need to investigate the shootings at Candy's restaurant. Right. There, there hasn't been shootings. One, one shooting at Blaze. I just think she's got misplaced anger and she's hurt and she's trying to take it out on Candy. I'm having a hard time with her storyline. I don't know about you, but Sonia tells her sister, Shari, she and her husband are going to want to live alone. Um, I didn't realize that Sonia's husband's name is Aaron. I thought his name was Ross all this time, but evidently yep. it's We found Aaron. out today it's, yep. it's his nickname because that's their last yeah. name. I'm so we- Ross wants his life back, his home life back. I could relate to that. Like having somebody live with you in your house, not just one, but they have like what, five people living in There's there? There's kids. There's the sister, this husband, who's the assistant. Assistant, yeah, not anymore. Mom, because the Char- dad. Yeah. Sherry doesn't take the news well, and her husband, Tyrell, quits as Sonia's assistant. So, but I think the part that makes it a little bit confusing to one, I think the sister would probably be a better housewife than Sonia because she is very emotional and like doesn't hold back at any point in time, which I actually appreciate. I like Sonia's mom as well. Um, but it was Sonia's idea to have them move to Atlanta. And I think, you know, they've made good points. Like they are able to, like, we don't have any family that's nearby. So anytime we need any help with the kids, Anytime I need somebody to help me do something for work, it is someone right. I am paying. Right. But she's lived, they're living in her house. It's been a year. Um, it's time to maybe start looking. It might could take six months, but her family is not really warm and fuzzy with her. And the mom is like the manager. So it's time to it's, move out. It's time to move out. I, it's I don't time know, to I move out. And then but I, I'm telling you right now, it, it's a bathroom scene for me. Like I'm like, uh, bathroom break, gotta go. It's as interesting to me as when Margaret was talking about her best friend that lives with her. I don't there. If it's not a key player or it's not your husband, like it'd be one thing if it was a real true discussion between Sanya and Ross and they were like duking it out and like having a big conversation about why. But that's not happening. I feel like Everybody was talked to, hey, this season, we're going to go ahead and do talk about you guys moving out. And it looks like they're acting. And also, and then she's like, I didn't, I don't actually want this to happen and starts crying. But then in last week's episode, if you recall, the sister was already complaining and doesn't seem happy being there anyway. So I'm also confused why she even cares. Like, good riddance. Yeah, um, hurt. It, boring. It's boring also, I sorry. thought that it's I was controlling up. in Taipei until I saw, which actually this gave me a brilliant idea, that 
she shares a Google Doc of checked things off on her thing with her assistant. So did you see when she looked and it was the whole thing with little boxes next yeah, to it? And she's like, I see a she lot of things not checked off the list. Well, I have to say, Sonia and Kenya both were not the nicest to their assistant slash nanny. No, they weren't. Whatever. Like, yeah, they weren't. But I, you know, with way. her dis- discipline, I think that she's better off being an athlete than she is a reality star. I feel like she doesn't smile. She's not very happy. And um, just too, I don't know. I, 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 I just I, need what to see more of Sonya. My friend said it best on our group text. It's as if she doesn't have any fun in her. She's a robot. I think she's been conditioned to be a robot. She's, and I would like to see her relax a little bit. I, yeah. I mean, even when she said she was, I don't know how far Georgia is from Alabama. Well, they drove there, right? Yes. But you realize she was driving to Alabama with them to go to that lame ass event and then drive back. It to, must be close. It, it can't be that close. Well, let's Google it. Let's go ask Alexa. Alexa, how close is Alabama to Atlanta? From Alabama, Atlanta is 160.9 miles away by car. 169 miles. It's like me driving to Palm Springs. I get it, but that's still farther than I would want to do to go to that cocktail party. Two hours and 15 minutes. But I guess she's doing her job. But I can say, I all speaking of her going back and forth. I missed Drew and Candy on this episode. Yeah, they they were missed for sure. Now it, this but, Alabama trip is just a day trip. Is that it? No, it's no. We trip. haven't even gotten to where the dance is supposed oh, to happen. Oh, hold God. on. We also have to talk about. Listen, we love Sheree. Love, but Sheree, your dancing sucked. You should not have won that dancing competition. Mm. Like huh? you did not know, and and that's where I was like. Kenya, you're setting this off on the wrong foot because everyone saw her not like that would be like me out there. Like I would a two left feet wouldn't know which way direction to go. Granted. But anyways, I I mean, and then we got to see Sheree at the OBGYN with her legs in the stirrups. Yeah, but that actually was a good conversation. It was a great conversation. And I'm thinking that she's possibly going to end up having surgery or something. I feel like something's but I think she's going to end up wanting to just do the fibroids, not get the uh uh her uterus out his, because she wants to get she wants to get that D sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Then, I know, but that dance off or buck off or would they call it? Yeah, buck off or something. I, like I don't that? know. We would be ter- we would lose too. But I was going to ask you, how do you think it would go down if it was me and you? Shit. I mean, I feel like if we're talking about history of things we've done together, we've never done a dance. So I don't know, but I can follow um, instructions better with a TikToks. We have to really talk you through it. So if we're yeah, going I off, can, yeah. so I think maybe, um, but I don't think, you know, it's a lose-lose because it's a big giant lose-lose. I, my dad still to this day makes fun of me for my cheerleading. Like my team is oh, what you're... red hot. My team is what, and I would be like offbeat. And he wait, was like, you were a cheerleader only because my boyfriend played on the football team, and I wanted uh... to be able to. But I now I'll show you a picture. I mean, you you can't find I, I, like I was so bad.
Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, I mean, I felt like that whole dance-off was a little bit rigged, um, and Sheree should not have won, but and then she didn't really win because she got an average size room. No, she just got a regular size room. I thought they were going to be going to a house. Um, but then they finally, they once they get to Birmingham, Kenya brings up Drew and Marlo's fight, at saying Drew said Marlo attacked her, was standing over her aggressively. Marlo says Kenya's boss is, Kenya bosses everyone around and tries to run everything. Kenya says Marlo struggles with what personality she wants, and it is often a fake one. She says, you can put lipstick on a pig, but it is still Marlo Hampton. 
Okay. Mm. Mm. I, I think get, I've used that that uh, line once. You've used that line. Lipstick on a pig. Um, I, I, here, here's the thing. <laughs> we all um, saw it go down. We all saw it go down. I'm not sure why they used the clip when they did the flashback after Kenya brought it up. One, I wish Drew would have been there. This would have been a completely different conversation. So we know there's obviously more coming and we'll get back to this. But right. they used the clip where Marlo was sitting. But clearly we had already seen the part where she is standing over Drew yelling yeah, and at she her. Was when we finished watching that episode in our group text, we were talking, we we're like, are you confused too? Like, why is this? Drew's problem and why is she yelling at her like that? Like, it didn't make sense. Like, help me. I, I want you to help me see why this makes sense. Cause it doesn't. Um, but also I, I don't understand. I've never known editors to not choose. Like, why would they choose to give Marlo the benefit of the doubt there when normally it, they're, always, I mean, Tam, yeah, they want, if, they want if to point you contradict out, yourself, they're going to they're show, gonna it. show it for sure. Well, maybe there's more to it. We're going to see more, I'm sure. But what was driving me crazy was the Kenya uh, and Marlo hacking the entire time. I was like, oh, my, oh my God, God it was at stop first, it. At first, I thought Marlo was mocking Kenya when she was doing it after her. And then I realized, no, they're both like everyone's got COVID. Everyone's I don't got understand COVID. what's going Well, it's on. probably from eating booty. That's what it is. It's from the, eat <laughs> the booty eating. I mean, um, what what were your thoughts on the booty eating conversation? And do you eat? I don't. Um, so I have a I do not. I have to a exit friend. only no ties I or anything. Then the part that really confused me is getting kicked out of an event because of production that had to be approved by the event is wild. Like this, this was mind blowing to me, but you know what? This has happened to me before. This is a hundred percent happened to me. We filmed at uh, the hospital. Eddie was getting an ablation. It was at Scripps hospital in San Diego. And I thought everything had been signed off. But then when we got there and we started filming, um, the head of the hospital shut us down. That is, well, I get it at a doctor's appointment because it actually happened to me at my OBGYN appointment. They had approved that they would come in and film the ultrasound. Yeah. And I was pregnant with Dove. But then once the crew got there, the doctor's office realized like, it's not like three people. Right. It's, it's a crew. It's a full crew. So like there's sound, and there's somebody sometimes taking they notes. Need, sometimes they need lighting too. If it's, we're filming in a dark spot, so they'll have to pop up lighting. It, it's, it's, and a, so they were like, it's a disruption. Um, we're only going to allow four people here. So if you can't figure out a way to do it with four people. And like, I just remember production being like, shit, you know, like we, you know, whatever, but people don't know what to expect. So that could maybe have happened. But what I didn't really get was, why she needed to be there at exactly 8.15. I thought she was going to be honored or something, but she wasn't. She was just there. And then why she made Moneta change. People were in jeans and like well, a sky Sheree, top from the reunion. I think Sheree said you could have keep you could have kept your booty shorts on. <laughs> I love Sheree. I know. She's just sweet and kind and I just love her. And she's shady, but she's still sweet when she's shady. I, I can't, I haven't mastered that yet. Um, okay. Then the next thing that I want to talk to you about is when filming is unexpectedly disrupted, like mm -hmm. at Kenya's event, 
Is it wrong that Kenya just bounces and heads to her room while all the other ladies are still filming? Or do well, you think? Do you think they were still filming? Well, uh, all I know, I who knows if, because now the iPhones are so good. We don't. Yeah, know I think it was somebody had their iPhone out and pulled their iPhone out. Well, it had to have been one. Uh, some sort of producer was with them. Like when we were at the beach house and Erica left, production was already gone, but they mm -hmm. kept Gavin there to monitor us. And then when shit started going down, Gavin took out his iPhone or if we're on a plane and shit goes down, there's Sally Ann with the iPhone. Yep. So it could have been an iPhone, but if it was actual production still filming, um, well, I don't she, like when one person leaves early. I don't. Yeah, but I don't think it was early. I think it was late. I think that she. They uh, hadn't eaten food. They hadn't had dinner. Remember, uh, they it's, went. It's hard to tell on production time what time they were filming that event and what well, they did afterwards. Did that get cut? Did they go back to that? You know, it's really hard to tell what time. It could have been two in the morning. I also wonder. I mean, believe me, I wish I had the option to bring my kids when we would go on trips. I, I do, we think all the women knew that her daughter was there when they started knocking like that. I, mean, I, granted, I, I think they did. I think she talked about how her daughter was going to be there. I don't know. I don't know, because, but she went crazy when she answered the door and threatened to call the cops and all well, kind of, it's like, come on. Here's the thing. I actually was team Marlo at the beginning because that all the women were knocking, even Monietta, her like bestie. Yeah knocked they knocked. all were knocking that you could tell they were all tipsy they'd been drinking since lunch they are trying to have a good time they go back to the hotel afterwards all of them knocked and immediately kenya was furious because her daughter was there which now i get but i didn't know her daughter was there. i mean granted i guess you said so you said you saw the daughter at the beginning i didn't see it she but, had said that she was going to come so i don't i yeah, don't know why I, but. um but I do think that it's like when one person brings glam, which in that same token, Marlo had glam. So it's like, you can't really, and not that yeah, you can but, compare a child to glam. Yeah, but how about Marlo telling Kenya, move Brooklyn to another room? I, I mean, know, what the what, hell? How old is she? Five, four? I, that's I don't even where know Marlo she. went wrong. She was fine. Yeah, with that rubbed body, me the wrong way. But once she said, get out here and talk to us and put the, like, where is she going to put her? And- but yeah, no, like, I, I have compassion for Kenya because she did go back to her room. She had her daughter with her. They were probably sleeping. Her daughter's probably sleeping and they kept banging. She was hoping that they would go away and they didn't. And she opened the door and lost her shit. She lost her shit with then, which then made Marlo really lose her shit and then say all the wrong things. Right. And then I have to remind myself, Marlo is not a parent. Yes, she is raising teenagers at this point in time. But she mm -hmm. never raised she a toddler, a, you know, like all those things. So like the things that are just so obvious to me, like you should see how crazy I am when we're in a hotel and I have to like set up Dove's pack and play, like in the closet yeah. or the extra bathroom or and somebody's lap. I'm like, Shh. yeah, no, I get it. I, I lived it for kids. Yeah, I know. But, but if you haven't lived it, I don't know that you understand. You don't get it. Yeah. And well, I think she was drunk. Are tipsy, probably and not well, to make chances excuses. are yes. Um, one of the fan thoughts are why are the friends of filming more than the housewives? Some of the housewives, 
I haven't noticed that. Well, we're at two for two of a of big events that Drew has not been at both times. I same. know. I know. Um, which which then it makes me go down the rabbit hole. Was she having issues because then? with with Ralph? Yeah. Are we going to see the demise of her marriage on the show? Because as of right now, it looks like they're they've never pretending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If not, well, I guess we'll hear about it next season. But she's gonna need to start showing up to shit. At yeah. least she was still talked about this episode. A lot of people but- miss Drew and Candy. And then yeah. a lot of people think that Marlon tried too hard this episode and last episode. Especially when we go to scenes from next week where when Kenya is sick and she is rushed off to the hospital and which makes me wonder, does that mean she's never going to do the Kenya Moore hair care dance? Um, I need to see that. And then I need to see it. So I need, I need her to, to be better it. by then. But then Marlo, this is where I do agree with Kenya. And then Marlo's the one doing the praying. Let her be better. Let her like the whole thing. And I'm like, do we know what happened to her? I'm guessing they both were sick. I mean, they're sick. They're clear. They're, they're hacking up lungs. I guarantee you they all had COVID at that time. It's probably why Drew wasn't there because she probably tested positive, positive. for COVID. Yeah. We know just, why- I think the network's just tired of even mentioning COVID at this point. So it's just like, we're sick, which is fine with me. It's fine. But either way, I thought it was a good episode. I thought Marlo tried a touch too hard. I do think- we need some sort of voice of reason in this group. Who do you think that is right now? I you mean, I there guess, is no voice of reason. I think at this point, because Candy has been so activated this season, like I, I do feel like they need Cynthia back. Do you think that Candy is the normal voice of reason? I think in general, it's like Candy's way or the highway, you know, like she's. Mm-hmm. I think she's pretty reasonable, except when it comes to like her family and her. So you're saying that we need Cynthia back because she's more of a voice of reason. Yeah. And I think it's the same way. We always need Dolores. There needs to be one. Like, who do you think the voice of reason of Orange County is? I was just thinking that that just entered my mind. The voice of reason. Um, I think that that Heather can be a voice of reason. A lot of times you think she can see both sides of an argument and then, yeah, I think that she can, she can, um, unless it involves her. She's yeah. I mean, isn't everybody like that, but I feel like she's not, um, impulsive. She thinks things through. Um, I think that Shannon can be a voice of reason at times as well. I think that we all have our time and moment of being the voice of reason for sure. But on that cast, I feel like there's not a lot of voices. It was a lot of chaos. It's all about me, 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 me. But it was a good one. It was a good one. Keep it up, girls. Love it. Keep it it up, ladies. Good work. We want to see Candy and Drew next episode. And um, make sure you guys subscribe. And we will be back tomorrow to talk all things Jersey. America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. 
To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.